Hi everyone, just want to say a massive thank you for choosing to listen to my little show called Spill It. Spill It is filmed live every Wednesday at 7pm via Facebook, YouTube and Twitch. Viewers can interact with the show by leaving comments. For more details of Spill It, head over to the Facebook hub at www.facebook.com forward slash spilling it. So however you're listening to this, make sure you sit back, relax and enjoy the show. And welcome to this very special episode of Spill It. All you little teacups out there, we are here, we are live. It's the official start of the takeover with me, your host for the evening, Matt Kinn, Marcus Wright's favourite Barbara. I am here. So, today's show, we have the fabulous guys from the Growth House joining us. And they are going to be here very shortly to talk to you guys like, share, subscribe to the channel. I have everything here for you. There is also this brand new website that Marcus has created. So you can go over to www.spillit.co.uk, not .co.uk, you know, that's your usual one. So it's all there at the bottom of the screen. Go and have a look, check it out. And if you want to be part of season two of Spillit, you can do this, Marcus at spillit.uk. If you want to be a part of season two, give him a message. I am sure he's happy to have as many people as possible. It doesn't matter if you are an average Joe, if you're a celebrity, he will talk to anyone about anything. Okay. I can't talk about, but there you are. So what has happened recently in the news? I mean, we've had Piers Morgan leave good morning britain i mean let's if you want to talk about that we can talk about that we don't have to you know it's a controversial subject i'm sure for some people loved peers some people didn't you know that's what sort of happened it's fine though um so a little bit about me and um, because i was on an episode i think it was about a month ago um i was on an episode with marcus um i spoke about theater i spoke about me you know i don't you know i remember it i mean i'd had quite a few drinks when i was doing that podcast i must say um but do not forget to comment like and subscribe to this page yes spill it is going to be taking over the world very soon i am sure uh, so Today, we have this lined up. We have three amazing people from the Growth House UK. These guys I've collaborated with, I have done theatre with them, and they are incredible. And I am so sure you'll give them a warm welcome when I welcome them very, very, very shortly. So, do not forget, though, we have a competition going on in March, which is the... March. Here we are, the March competition. So, 300,000 steps to win yourself a medal. All you've got to do is listen to the podcast, and halfway through, there's an extra special treat for you that will tell you what you need to do. Lush. So, without 
any further ado, I'm going to introduce our first guest. So our first guest tonight, he is a theatre practitioner, he is amazing, he is from Manchester, and it is the one, the only, Chris Finnegan. Hi Chris! Good evening everybody out there watching right now. Good evening Matty Kin. how are you? I am great, thank you very much. You're looking lovely Just... with your chest hanging out there. <laughs> I've got my mise en scene happening around me, you know. Mise en scene. Um, so tell us a little bit about you, Mr. Chris. Uh, my name's Chris Finnegan. I'm from Manchester. Uh, I'm uh, an Irish British person. Uh, I'm a performer, I'm an actor, a writer, a lecturer. Um, when you become an actor, you quickly realize that you have to be a million other jobs. Uh, so even if I sound like I'm bragging, I promise I'm not. It's like we're all having to go through this career. But um, yeah, I come from a dance background and now I'm a part, I'm a director at the Growth House uh, Theatre Company and uh, living my best life right now. <laughs> well, you know, living our best lives as we, as we can. Um, little Birdie told me you've got a new house. I do, I do. Um, we just, we, we had it in February, we, we got it in February, uh, and we've been, just had our first week in the, in, the, in the house itself. I've been painting, I've made my own panelling, I've made shelves, and all my family are laughing at me on the WhatsApp group, uh, because I'm a dancer, not a builder. Uh, but it's been really good, and do you know what? There's something very meditative, and personal about sanding floors, something that I will take for, I won't take for granted anymore. But yeah, it's lovely, it's been lovely. Thank you for asking. You'll have to come over for dinner when all of this is over. Absolutely, I need to get back up north. I'm missing it, I'm missing it. Um, also, guys, do not forget to comment. We want to know everything. Comment if you want to ask Chris, Sam, or Peter any questions, send them over. I'm sure they won't bite. Um, now, our next guest from the Growth House UK is somebody who taught at the college that I went to, which is Rose Bruford, and he taught me, and then we eventually ended up working and collaborating with each other. Um, and this person is, of course, Sam Dunstan. Here he is. Sammy Dunstan! <laughs> oh shit, it's a podcast! Oh god, um... <laughs> Hiya! You're right. Hiya, Sam. Hey, everyone. Hey, how you doing? So, let everyone know who is Sam Dunstan. Uh, Sam Dunstan is a Doncaster born and bred uh, director, producer, and lecturer. Uh, lived in London up until about um, February last year, and then like. I think a flu or something happened. I can't really remember, to be honest. But um, I got stuck up north and then decided, actually, do you know what? I've been wanting to move back for years. So here I am. Um, so, yeah, I make work. I coach people. I teach people. I try and inspire people and let people inspire me. You are inspiring. I will give you that. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> Keep going. Keep going. But stop it. Stop. <laughs> I'm here to blow all the smoke. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so our third guest from the Growth House UK is a yoga extraordinaire 
breadth coach extraordinaire and a overall my favorite Geordie that has ever walked this earth. It is Mr. Peter Pearson. <laughs> Levitation. Thank you so much for having us on the podcast and for that wicked intro, Matt. It is super cool to be introduced in that way. Thank you very much. as well. <laughs> from my heart. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a yoga teacher, breath coach, like Matty said, and an actor, trained actor, and co-director of The Growth House, based in Newcastle, from Newcastle, 28 years old, single, living in my parents' basement. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... Guys, I have a little game for us to play as a sort of warm-up before we get into our nitty-grittiness. Mm. So this is a game called Who is More Likely To? Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so the first one of the Who is More Likely To? So how we're going to play this game is we are all on the screen together. Um, I want you to point down to the side or up of who you think it is, and then say the name. Okay. Um, this is between you three. If you want to include me, hilarious, we can do. So, who is you more? Want that. Are you sure you want I want to lose more. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm excited now. Who is more likely to join the secret service in three, two, one? <laughs> we allowed to be really egotistical. Can we be really like egotistical? So I vote. I voted for Peter. Peter, who did you vote for? I voted for Sam. Sam. No, Sam. It's, you. it's absolutely you. <laughs> absolutely you. Because you're suspected, and you've got lots of skills. Like I've got this image of like Peter being like in Soviet Russia, but as undercover, and he's just there like controlling his breathing and they're trying to torture him and they're like tell us what you know and he's like no you're right <laughs> <laughs> you know that. i can see it clearly in my mind yeah it's absolutely peter <laughs> <laughs> okay the next one is who is more likely to be the biggest drama queen in three two one Oh, it's definitely my actual. It's absolutely Matt King. Yeah, I bet If anyone has ever been on a night out with Matt King, <laughs> you know he's a drama queen. That's a name, in fact, doesn't it, Matt? Yeah, so I have two now. Um, the, the nice one's called Lola. And the really bad one that you guys have encountered is called Hugo. Um, Hugo is a very bad friend of mine who only comes out when I get triggered when I'm drunk. And it happened a time out when we were out in Doncaster. And um, Chris, I think you said to me, go and save Matt. No, go and save Sam. And then I went save Sam. 
and I slipped and I slipped right on my ass. And that, do you remember that? And they were in my trousers as well. Those were in my pants. Were your trousers? Because I'd only brought joggers to the R and D, so I was like, Chris, I need clothes. And then more than that. I remember better as well. They were white. They were white jeans, weren't they? Uh, they were like checkered. They're like uh, black and white. You know, there was like maybe like three weeks last year, or no, two thousand and uh, well, yeah, before pandemic, where everyone was wearing like black and white cross stitch kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. I carried that on that trend a little bit longer. Well so, done. So does this mean that like because I know that Marcus also refers to Matt as Barbara. So does this mean that between Matt, Barbara, Hugo, and Lola, Matt could do an entire like sitcom of like weekly episodes of just Matt. <laughs> all the characters are played by Matt, but they're just all these different versions of Matt interacting with themselves. I'd watch yeah. that. I'd watch I definitely watch that. Yeah, uh, it can be arranged. <laughs> just rig cameras in Matt's flat, and then and then just keep keep sending him booze in the post. And he'll just keep drinking it, and then we'll, yeah, we'll just film it and edit it together. <laughs> Send him various wigs and cigarettes. That's all I need now. Film a show. Booze <laughs> <laughs> and right. cigarettes. Our next one is: Who is more likely to cry at a sad movie? In three, two, one. Oh. <laughs> Aww. There we go. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Sam knows it. Go on. When was the last time you cried at a movie? This morning. Really? <laughs> it was legit this morning. <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> I don't have Corona. Um, I um, I watched a YouTube video this morning about um, about anyone seen that clip of the guys who before the Meghan Markle interview, um, they hired four royal experts to record their opinions about the interview before the interview had aired. And these comedians, I think the comedians, did it as a way of proving that the whole institution is just rubbish. Um, and I watched that back and I, I cried a little bit because I was like, that's brilliant. But also just like, what a sad state of affairs for the world that there's people exist that just want to put, put people down. Now, wherever you stand on the royal family thing, I don't want it to get too political on that side, but wherever you stand on the royal family thing, the fact of the matter is, these guys were making money off before it even aired, and they were they were like being very negative, and I just it just made me cry a bit. I was just, it was just like, oh, that's a bit sad. Wow. I get that, Sam. I get that. I appreciate. It. I feel that too, man. Yeah. yeah you, you saint, Sam. Yeah. <laughs> also, also, the new, also, the new season of Power Rangers Dino Fury dropped a couple of weeks ago, and I watched the first two episodes. <laughs> and. I, and that made me cry because they're just storyline of the red. If there are any Power Rangers fans in the comments, anybody yeah. who's watching right now, message Sam. <laughs> get together. We need that niche community. You do. You have a place yeah. uh, here, yeah. and Sam is your is your leader for this evening. In fact, yeah, let us know in the comments, <laughs> in the comments who your favorite Power Ranger was. Like, are we talking old school Mighty Morphin back in the day? Are we talking new school? Talking like the Saban era, the Neo Saban era. The oh Disney my era. god! Like, let us know in the comments. Favorite Power Ranger, color, the favorite color Power Ranger, and uh, favorite season if you remember it. Let us know. I want to. I'll, I'll yeah. have this, mate. I'll have this. Thing. No, no Beetleborgs. No Beetleborgs. Nah, nah. No, no, right. 
<laughs> we'll see in the comments who likes Power Rangers, but we're going <laughs> to drop the Power Rangers at this moment in time, Mr. Sam. Thank you. We don't do any Power Ranger tangents from you tonight. <laughs> oh, my God. So our penultimate who is more likely to is who is more likely to be a stand-up comedian? In three, two, one. I can't. Uh... Oh, interesting. Oh, that's nice of you. Thanks, guys. I would have said. I don't know where I'm pointing with that finger. That, no, that one. Why? Why would you say Matty Kin, Chris? Because I don't. Do you know what? I reckon if Matty Kin did some drag, I reckon that would be hilarious. You know what I mean? <laughs> Mm. I could see Matty Kin in drag doing a really, really good job. I want to see you on Drag Race UK, Matty, next year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Matty would be great on Drag Race UK. Yeah, I just save me mind and probably get silenced by the BBC. I'm, I'm <laughs> probably, I'll have no confessionals. I'll know that because they'll just be like, mm. no. Pretty much. <laughs> I don't, I don't know about you, Pete. I said Chris because Chris has got the cabaret experience. He's done yeah. like, spoken like open mic nights and stuff, so he knows how to handle a crowd. And also, he's got stories. Like he's got so many yeah. stories. So many. Half of them are rubbish, but the delivery is great. Um, and uh, yeah, no, I think I think I think Chris is absolutely the stand-up comedian. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, he's got the banter down just mm. in his life. Like, so you just need to put your life on stage, and you've done it. I feel I, I'm blushing. I feel like I'm blushing. Thank you very much for the compliment. <laughs> also, also, before you jump onto that, uh, into the final one, Matt, I just want to say, which hippo in the comments said in space was my childhood, Power Rangers in space? Absolutely. <laughs> Ten points for that. Andros, one of the best Red Rangers, the end <laughs> of the Thordon era. Yes, which hippo? Yes. <laughs> I thought you were referring to people as as hippos. <laughs> <laughs> which hippo has done this? Yeah. <laughs> hippo? I don't. Which hippo? Is it the red one, the blue one, the yellow one? I like it. Hippos. Right. <laughs> 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 So, oh, someone watched me on Drag Race UK. Come on, RuPaul. <laughs> Come on. Thank you very much for the animals. I agree. I uh, agree. Matt could be a stand-up comedian. Like know. Sorry, I'm well, I would also like to know from... Sorry, I'm taking over your takeover, Matt. <laughs> um, <laughs> I would like to know also from the comments who they think might win Drag Race this year as well. I have a very strong opinion about it, so... I also have a strong opinion on this, and uh, yeah, I, I don't. I actually don't know if yours. If we have the same opinion, Chris. Well, so. for those who don't know, Sam is actually on Drag Race. Uh, well, no, actually, I swear to God, there is a drag queen on Drag Race that was recently left. That is the spitting image, image of Sam on the route of Nicole. Chris, yeah, Chris yes. thinks I look like Veronica Green. Veronica Green. Veronica Green. And don't get me wrong. They're both incredibly handsome, very, very talented uh, people. Absolutely. But yeah, I swear to God, spitting in. But who's winning Drag Race? Sorry, Matt. Here's your show back. Well, listen, I, <laughs> drag race. I love Drag Race. I, I'm team Bimini Bomboulash, to be honest with you. All day. All day. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm the odd one out. I'm, I'm not involved in Drag Race at the moment Fine. as a viewer. 
as a social media person, just not at all. No, I, I like it. I'm just, I haven't got around to it. Mm. So my vote Everyone is. Spam, uh, Peter's Facebook right now. <laughs> <laughs> WS, UK stuff, entice me in, make me an offer I can't refuse. <laughs> even, even, even Marcus, even the host of this show, no offense, Matt, is a BIM, is, is Team Bimini as well. I think it is. <laughs> it's like not that you're it. not a fan, Peter, it's that you're not a fan yet. Exactly. Yeah, we need to, we need to induct you. We need to get some... Uh... <laughs> Let's have a growth house does drag race night. Oh. Ow. Now that's I a like, plug. I like well, that. that. Definitely. Um, <laughs> right, let's do the last one. So, the last who is more likely to. So, who is more likely to laugh at the wrong moment? In three, two, one. Oh, this is divisive. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely Matt Kim then by popular choice. I, I don't know. I, I've got to admit, I I get nervous and laugh at really bad things. Like if not bad things, that makes me sound really like a terrible person. But if it's something like something that I really shouldn't laugh at, I find it funny sometimes, and I literally cry. Like there was a time when we were out. It was that night, and somebody so. Picture this: we're in a smoking area in a in a in a club, and Sam and Chris were talking to a, a, a people that, that that Sam knew from Doncaster, and I was left with somebody who was singing me the entire soundtrack of Lame Is, and I'm not even lying; it was every single song from start to end. And this conversation with Sam lasted about an hour, so I got all the way to Stars. Yeah, I got all the way to. Uh, out in the darkness and he sang it in perfect operatics i'll give him that but all i wanted to do was run away and have someone save me luckily chris did come to my did come and save me i'll say that but i was laughing all the way through him singing to me and that i definitely shouldn't have because lame is is not a funny <laughs> it's not a funny show <laughs> on a night out i have ever seen in my entire life someone uh, singing go on sorry go on. well that's that's a standard donny night out in it like i mean if any if any double people are in the chat i can see that uh Charetta, uh share faces and is, is watching on youtube um that's a donny night out for you you know we get like, <laughs> we got um we got we got the yeah you always always have fun on a donny night out always get some characters <laughs> always always Okay, so that was the last one of those fabulous, fabulous, fabulous who is more likely to choose. So, now, let's talk about the growth house. So, if any one of you guys want to take the reins and tell our viewers what is the growth house UK and what do you guys do? I'm loving the hoodies, by the way. You guys are like, a, a theatre JLS, and I'm living for it. I asked if we could have Power Rangers suits, like the light crew. Oh, man. They said no. Oh, man. One day, one day, 
one day, you know, I've got my fingers crossed for it, Matt, and and, and everyone at home. Um, but one day, maybe. Right. Uh, so <laughs> the growth house. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we're here. We're here for the growth house. Let's go. Let's go. So growth house. Uh, many many years ago, uh, in fact, Sam and I spoke uh, when we first met. We were doing a kind of um, actors performers kind of retreat where uh, it was a bunch of people that had come from all over the UK and even abroad. And we all stayed in these halls uh, in Oxford. It was really, really posh, really nice. It was, I felt like I was a proper street kid from Manny uh, in this beautiful Hogwarts kind of uh, school uh, in the middle of Oxford. And it was 30 days basically of just straight work, research, being around people, who were interested in the same kind of stuff as you and willing to give just as much effort as you. And as a performer, as an artist, it was amazing to be in that kind of environment. Um, I mean, we had a lot of fun. It was enjoyable. It wasn't a, a, you know difficult to get up in the morning or to learn your lines or to have ideas. It wasn't difficult. It wasn't hard. It wasn't taxing. And then a lot of the jobs that I did when I graduated from drama school and I'd gone on to have my own... Uh, performance career those experiences were so far and few in between um so then um sam uh, and peter when we finally when we finally got together and we decided let's make this a real thing let's try and create our own version of that that kind of we we envelop all of those same you know experiences that gave us so much love for what we do to try and create it in a theater company no, I'll pass over to the boy, so I'm not rambling too much. <laughs> no, that's, yeah, that's that's the long and short of it. It was um, so yeah, I yeah, I met Chris in it was at the Northwall Arts Centre in Oxford, which if you've never been, it's in like it's a gorgeous, gorgeous theatre. So it's a converted swimming pool. So it unlike a regular theatre building that's like you know got big proscenium arches and probably built in the Elizabethan era or in the Georgian era, it's it's a it, it can be any way you want it to be. If you want it to be all the seats on one side and the rest is just the stage, great. If you want to bring the stage down and have it as a pit and everyone looks into it, you can do that. If you want to raise the stage up and everyone's looking up at it, um, and that kind of ethos of flexibility rubbed off on us as, um, like there's there's a line that I've said to these boys before and I've said on a few things, which is, um, if all that theatre is, is people doing stuff and someone watching them do it, everything is optional everything is optional and that way a stage is optional a script is optional an interval is optional um and, uh, sorry mate this is the definition just popped up down down there yes we're not talking to necessarily yeah. theater folks this is here. true, this is true. <laughs> um, but what was this um yeah it was um like, I mean, you guys, I'm sure everyone at home knows knows what it's like. When you work with people who you you work with people you like, that's half the battle done. Like, that's half the work done. If you're working with good people who yeah. get what you're about and want to do cool stuff. Um, and that's how it started. And um, we started working on one project, AMP, which we'll get onto in a minute. Um, and then we built up and... We started to craft a company that was what is what are the things that we're all about and what we're about is 
live performances that inspire people. And when we say live, we don't just mean you come to a show, you're put in darkness and you watch us do stuff for an hour, hour and a half. It's it's that you are an active participant in in the show. Does that mean we'll talk to you? Maybe. If, if you don't want to talk to us, that's also fine. If you want to come and be a part of it and, and be a part of this communal activity and enjoy yourself in a different kind of way. Um, yeah, that's what kind of the Growth House is about, as well as many other things. Um, but in essence, yeah, we, we make live performances that we think are cool, um, that are exciting, that are live, that are curious, uh, that, that are that either is part of things that have inspired us or that we hope inspires things in other people. That comes from speaking to young people who've inspired us or older people who've inspired us. Again, we'll get into all that nitty gritty, but that's the, yeah, that for me is what the Growth House is about. Uh, Pete, I don't know if you have anything to add to that about. Uh, it's just a job really, isn't it? Everything you said bang on. Absolutely beautiful, and yeah, like for, for me, the growth house was just is it was an opportunity. Like Sam gave me the opportunity because he heard about what I was working on to take part in AMP and to to practice something I'd never done before, which was to teach impro. I love improvisation as a as an art form, not, uh, which is it has this conception of being comedy, but it can be anything. Any genre can be improvised. You can come up with stuff. You don't even have to use words. It can be with your body. And, and I wanted to explore this stuff with the themes and, and Sam gave me the opportunity to do that and it was beautiful. And we, we just happened to come together, all of us in that room in a beautiful way where we were, ideas were coming fast and thick and we were inspired and engaged and enjoyed. And, it, and like they said, it's, it's a really few and far between environment. It's, it's a load of jobs are you turn up, you do the gig, you get paid, you never see the people again or care about it. And this was the complete opposite it was how do we do more of this all the time how do we how do we keep going and doing this and and chris was the is the fire of it he lighted up and sends out his passion to all of us and 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 again gave me the opportunity to come aboard and and be a part of it and it's all about that it's like giving opportunities fueling the fire of, of our passion in theater I'm getting very romantic about it, but, <laughs> but, yeah, but that's what, but that's what it is. It's how, how can we how can we work, do our craft, respect each other, and have a ton of fun? Because why does it have to be the death of us to go to work? You know, like why why can we not have playfulness and lightness in everything that we do? You know. Just before you go over there, Matt, I, I wanted I want to go. Marcus asked, "How does he get a hoodie?" Oh yeah, that's uh, uh, I, I just have to say these are our these were the first edition. This is the first classic edition. These are, <laughs> these are so limited, and and you know this <laughs> needs to be someone super duper special uh, to to get one of these. But our second edition of uniform will be coming out uh, very very soon. In fact, so uh, we can can we give Marcus one of those ones, guys? In exchange for money. But if you do, if you make sure you um, follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, uh, follow us on Instagram, and then you'll be fully aware when we drop the new the new line. Uh, all the links are in the bar down below. 
It's not like a YouTuber. Like, share, subscribe, guys. Like, share, subscribe. Like, <laughs> <laughs> want to be notified. And also, Kathy, I think, really, Kathy Thompson Evans, uh, really liked, I think, uh, commented uh, as you were speaking, Pete. I think they really liked what you had to say, I guess. Thank you. Thank you, Kathy. Thank you for being able Kathy to speak. is fabulous. She is mm. a fabulous, fabulous, fabulous person. Um, so, um, Sam, you mentioned about AMP, um, which is a project that you guys, it's, it's, it's constantly evolving. It's from what I, um, you know, know about AMP, because I've worked with you guys on this. And let's talk about AMP, a manhood project. Uh, so a manhood project came about, I guess officially it started in 2017, but it was a very different thing then. It's um, it's that so masculinity, men's mental health. It's it's become quite a big talking point, particularly in the UK in the last uh, five years or so. Um, and in the theatre world, responded by lots of shows about men's mental health, lots of work about men's mental health, which was great. But and and I and I loved some of those shows. But one thing that always stuck with me was the idea that. If I showed these shows to the guys I grew up with, the guys that would really need a show like this, the guys that need a show talking about what it means to be a man, to resonate with them, they tell me to go myself. Um, partly because of theatre is seen as a an art form that is for upper classes, it's seen as inaccessible. Um, theatre buildings are seen as inaccessible, which I totally, again, understand. Um, but yeah, that got so that got me thinking. What is it actually like to be a man in the north of England right now? Um, statistics. Uh, people cite trigger warnings for uh, discussion on suicide, by the way. Um, but um, people cite the high male suicide rate, particularly in eighteen to thirty-five year olds. Um, in twenty eighteen, the um, the overwhelming the, the the highest levels in the UK were in the Yorkshire and Humber area, which is where I'm from. But before that, they were in the northwest area where Chris is. And last year they were in the Northeast, which is where Peter is. Um, and so on a, on a personal level, it was, I wanted to do a show that explored masculinity. On a bigger level, it just really hit me that there are men in this world that feel like taking their own lives is a better option, is a, is a more positive idea to them than continuing to live. And that's not a disease that can just take, that can, you know, come and go and take your life. Again, no disrespect to people who've lost their lives because of cancers and diseases and things, but it's a choice to complete suicide. It's a choice to attempt it. And so, yeah, on a, on a, on a, on a, on a, on an artistic level, I want to explore that. And on a deeper level, when I started talking to men in this area, I went to Doncaster's chapter of mine. They've got a men's group and I went to them and I spoke to them. Um, and we uh, we worked with lots of painters, boxing club instructors, as well as actors and artists on this project. And the more you speak to them, the more you realise how masculinity in its current construction has done lots of amazing things for them in terms of self-esteem and things. But taken too far, it can also have toxic elements to it. And I know sometimes people have issues with the term toxic masculinity, but that's... That for me is what it's about. It's not saying that masculinity is toxic. It is that like everything, there are toxic elements to it. I can enjoy a tasty burger. If I enjoy a tasty burger every night for a week, I'm probably gonna have a heart attack. Um, 
but yeah, I'm going to say off topic now. But yeah, so that's how it started. I went to cast in Doncaster. I said, hey, I want to do a show about this. And they were like, great, because men don't come to the theatre either. So yeah, come and use our space. And that's when I invited Chris and Peter, as well as other actors like uh, Levi, who is a really good friend of ours. Big up Levi, if you're watching. Amazing, amazing Doncaster-based actor. Uh, Tommy Carmichael, the man who never stops working. Um, again, another phenomenal actor. Um, Jordi Paul, um, who is an amazing musician and dancer. And like, if you walk past Jordi Paul on the street, you'd be like, he could, he could knock me out. But then you meet him and he's like, you're right. How are you doing? <laughs> a wonderful, wonderful, just joyous person. As well as many other people that we've had a chance to meet along the way. Um, I'm now racking my brain being like, oh crap, I forgot someone. Um, but um, All of our collaborators are able to be seen and acknowledged via our website. If you go, oh sorry. You know what, I practiced this for everybody at home. We said this the other day. If you go to www.growthhouse.co.uk forward slash participants. It's .co.uk slash our dash collaborators. <laughs> yeah, if you go on there, you can see everybody that we've been working with uh, on, on there. So. Yeah. Yeah, and it, and it it started as a theatre project and is now evolving into something more of a, like we had we had a woman called Jackie Wall come in her first R and D and paint paint pictures. Well, she did little sketches. She went away and then she painted pictures of us for the for the yeah. When we came back, it was amazing. Um, we've had people. We had an eighty year old man write a write a poet poetic story about his experiences um, working in the morgue of a hospital. Um, we've had men and pe and people of all kinds using it as an opportunity to. Break, to analyze what masculinity is for them. And it's a project that we are yet still going with that is taking many forms and videos. I'm talking too much. Chris, Peter, you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, I'll do it. It's, it's taken all these different forms. It's gone into Zoom and to, and to digital platforms because like, we still want to continue it. The themes are way more important than just one show that we'll do once or twice or three times. You know what I mean? Like, so we found ways to continue it. I mean, like we're talking about suicide, like, and <coughs> I realized this the other day, but since being a teenager, I know, I know more, more like at least 10 men in my life have, have attempted or, or completed suicide since being a teenager until now. And we, we've all, we've all had these connections and it's like, how, how, yeah, how can we make that even more accessible to people? We, we do it on digital media. We, we've got, we've got a video where, uh, Chris, do you want to talk about our man, Frank? I mean, it's a beautiful video. Um, very much similar theme coming off it. I mean, so our man, Frank, uh, was a piece of poetry uh, and film that was created with a relationship with the uh, company that exists. And I'm going to try not sound um, really kind of professional about this. Uh, but it's a, there's a company in Hume, in a, a place in Manchester, that uh, works with elderly people or older communities uh, who live in isolation. Uh, isolation that predates, you know, COVID and, and lockdown. Uh, you know, it's, it's been, you know, we've all, many people, you know, millions of people, everybody in the UK who's had to lock down has experienced this for a year, but these are people that have experienced this for the last 20 and it's been their reality. I don't want to, you know, 
it's a, it is uh, emotional stuff uh but i don't want to you know pull anybody out or anything but it's uh yeah frank is actually a member uh the, the poem, poem was called our man frank and it's basically about um one of the gentlemen that works there he's a storyteller he's an irish storyteller and he's uh, which is uh, the gaelic word is shonaki um and he has lived this life he has lived an extraordinary history and his story uh about his own life and what he's been through is incredible and when you actually get to know these people who are living in these you know these high-rise flats in and around where you live unless you're living out in the middle of nowhere in the countryside but you probably live near a high-rise flat and having actually met and spoken to and spent time with these people um there's a whole generation of people living in the uk currently that have been completely and utterly forgotten because society doesn't necessarily cater or put them first, um, you know, in comparison to others. And these are elderly people who built the country that we work in and that we live in and prosper from. So I basically, I wanted to kind of put a bit of uh, Frank, uh, in a bit of his perception and a little bit of a story about him onto a bit of poetry. And then, and then because we were in lockdown at the time and we were still at that moment still allowed to be you know running um community projects uh i decided to film it on site um and it uh, and i was really i was really proud of it for, for what it was what we were capable of doing in relationship to the re uh, resources that we had at that moment in time uh and the support from the boys and everything we we i felt yeah i was really proud of our mentor and we actually have a snippet um to show all the audience and all the viewers um, of this amazing, honestly amazing poem. Um, I'm gonna show you all now. A king in his space, with a mind gone to waste, he'll smoke and he'll drink whilst he waits there for fate. But don't fret just yet, because Frank's not truly alone. There's thousands just like him, sat alone in their homes. A knock at the door, or a call on the phone. Arms wrapped around them just to make them feel whole. Touch hunger is real for the body and the soul. We don't see that. All we see is steel, concrete and stone. Yeah. So good. It is so, so good. I remember when I first watched that and I was like, oh, like it's so, so amazing. And obviously during lockdown, it was like, you, like it was something that, you know, it's like, my goodness. I mean, I was not being very creative. You guys were fueling me with all sorts. I mean, there were loads of videos coming out from you guys, which were fantastic. And I was like, and our man Frank was one that really hit me. So, yeah, that one is, and you can see the full video on their Facebook, um, on their YouTube. You can see the full video of all of our man Frank on their socials. It is absolutely amazing. Give it a listen. Mm. Listen. Listen. So, um, you guys mentioned, um, oh, Kathy. <laughs> love to Kathy, love to Lindsay, love to Linda. Thank you so much for the uh, for the for the affirmation. We appreciate it. Love, 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 love. And um, so, you touched on um, about a speech that you got from someone who works in a morgue. Um, we also oh, yeah. do have um, a extract 
that was performed by the one and only Peter Pierson. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm going to play for you right now. Um, it's called The Crumble, and this is just a small snippet of what you get. But as I said, the whole video is on all their socials. He crumbles to the floor in the same spot he was the previous day, but without his partner and without the gaze of others. He affords himself one moment to let go, to exhale the heat of the inferno and lay bare to himself. I want to sit with him to let him know he's not alone. That's not my part in his story. My part's to take the body and prepare it for its final rest. The affairs of the soul are not for men like me to play a part in. Instead, I watch this man alone, knowing that another father, son, grandfather or uncle will shortly follow. Oh, it really is such a powerful monologue. It really is. And, mm. oh, Peter! Mm. Peter, yeah. Peter. Well, <laughs> Thanks very much. The beautiful writing comes from Sam's family, does it not? Yeah, so Harry is my great, my great, uncle. yeah, he's my dad's uncle. So that'd be my great uncle, mm. wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I, just, I always know him as my uncle. So like, I've never actually thought, oh, what is my actual like, yeah, relation. But yeah, Harry, so Harry is 80, he's 83 now. Um, he, he's one of, he's part of that, he's part of that great post-war generation that again, did the rebuilding um, where he never had to question his masculinity or his place in the world as a man because he just did the work he had to do. Thank you, Linda. That's really, really kind of you. Thank you. Um, but um, yeah, he's not, he, he just cracked on. And so when I said to him, yeah, I'm doing a show about masculinity and about men. And he was like, oh, oh I, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he suddenly started telling me about when he worked in the morgue. And um, the, the, I'm not going to spoil the full story for the crumble, but about an experience he had that actually happened. He's like, now that you mention it, I, I remember one time it happened, but actually it happened quite regularly about the difference in how a woman would react to grief versus a man would react to grief. And the woman would, uh, and, and the, from his, from what he noticed, women would openly grieve, openly cry, and the men would stiffen up. And it's only after the event they would let themselves feel that. Um, and he was like, oh, I've, I, um, I was like, oh, you can, he's like, you can use that if you want. I was like, well, you've just told it beautifully. Could you write it down for me? And then about a week later, not thinking anything of it, he sends me an email he he somehow gets it bear in mind he made an email back in like 2007 this might be like the third time he's logged into it um and he sends it to me in an email and he says i've written this what do you think and i burst into tears when i first read it um because yeah it's it's his experiences as a man and these the experiences he's detailed happened in the kind of the late 50s early 60s but they are you could supplant you could put them into nowadays and still see that same kind of thing happen um, in so many ways as a culture, when it comes to gender and masculinity and mental health, we have moved on to amazing steps. And in so many things, we haven't. Uh, and part of that is cultural. Part of that is change is slow. And part of that is also where I, I, I feel it's because we're not, we're afraid sometimes to ask ourselves the questions and turn the spotlight and ask, yeah, ask ourselves about these things. And instead, it's easier to watch something passively and go, that's bad. That's good. I like that. I agree with that. I disagree with that. Um, 
I mean, I agree with Linda uh, in the in the comments. Yeah. I agree with personally on yeah, lovely words. Very good. And also, <laughs> can we go? Can we all do a love outside to, to yeah. Layla as well? Hey, um, but Linda's right. Men men bottle it up. Um, everything we're doing at the minute in regards to AMP and whatever comes out of that is about exploring men being vulnerable. Uh, it's not popular culture, is it? It's still something that's, you know, we know it's a thing. You know, it's an issue. Lindsay, people will still deal with it in their own way. All you can do is be there and support yeah. them. Yeah. I agree. You can be there and you can support them. <clears throat> but in terms of trying to signpost, advocate, and and, you know, progress this idea that people should take their mental health seriously. Mm. There is a disproportionate uh, amount of men that, like we talked about in terms of suicide, there's a disproportionate number of that. And, and we were interested in why that is specifically happening. Mm. And and it, and it comes down to we're still, we're still, I and mean, we talked to Marcus about this the other day, and he said he likes to talk quite a lot about dismantling the patriarchy. That seems to be a lot of what we've kind of discovered is though there's you know there's you know there's people you know young men like ourselves who identify as male um we are more in touch maybe that's to do with our job maybe that's to do with who we are as people but we we're generally closer to our emotions and understand our emotions a little bit aware a little bit more aware of that Whereas there are millions of men that are older than us from the previous generation that are entirely separate to their emotions. Emotionally, the, the, the emotional intellect is, is you know, far and few between. It's, mm. uh, so we, we really want to kind of be active in supporting that, you know what I mean? And we've done that in, in the reason AMP was such a passionate thing from the beginning was because it was clear from that first day when we were all in their space some of those few years ago that everybody had each other's back for the for the right reason. Everybody cared about everybody else in the room from the get-go. And that was to do with the kind of how we put work together, how we define the work that we're doing at that moment in time. So everybody's on the same page. One of the things that we do is we try and work for the betterment of other people. So don't, it, you obviously want to do the best job you can, but if you want to do a good job, do it through the other person. And that kind of collaboration between a group of men was something that I'd never had in my life, never. And the boys said the same thing, all, the other, all, of, all of our other uh, collaborators who were male. And all of our female collaborators uh, have spoken to us and said it's in it's strange to see a group of men act like that mm. without it you know being have being loving and open and vulnerable with each other and i think when as a male once i've experienced that i was like wow i need this in my life every day mm. yeah yeah you're 100 chris and mm -hmm. it was like uh it's like it's like finding a, a brotherhood um, that's 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 needed. I, I think men need it. We we need to come together and 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 be and be 
completely ourselves, not not closing each other down, not telling each other that we're shit or terrible, not everything being a competition all the time. Because it just it just like whittling away at your soul when you live in that environment. And and for us to be open and expressive, it's like like Chris is saying, it's it's that representation, it's that it's that being able to sh- to show people there's more than one way to be a man and that there's no right or wrong here. There's only what you do and 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 the the damage you may cause yourself or others or or the delight you may cause yourself and others. You know? And um like Lindsay's saying in the chat here, people deal with things in their own way and I, I think that's completely true. Mm. But it's also uh and support each other in their own way. But a lot of men don't even know that they can have support. Mm. That that support's even an option. Or or even a way to articulate what they're feeling with with words or with anything and that that be fine, you know? Mm-hmm. It's absolutely yeah. fine. I mean, <laughs> Lindsay says it there. She says talk at the end. Yeah. Um, Lindsay is, is absolutely right. But for a lot of people to even get to, and I'm not even just talking about men now, but for a lot of people to even yeah. get to the point where talk is is even an option or you know something you would even think of mm. you know naturally you'd be like yeah just talk about your stuff you know what i mean but the boys and i uh we have developed a relationship where we lean on each other you know what i mean we're actively in each other's lives we have a larger friendship group of men specifically who are all keep there you go <laughs> there you yes. go. <laughs> So that's Levi who we were talking about earlier, the, the mm. wonderful Levi mm. with Chris. Yeah, um, I mean, I dare you, if you're a man and you're watching this right now, I challenge you, try a dress on. <laughs> try a dress on and tell me it's not a nice experience. You know what I mean? It. I was fine, nothing happened. I had a great day that day, 100%. Get in a dress. I and agree. Your own family. Sorry, Matt. No, no, no. Absolutely. Um, we've come to a point now where it is time for an ad break. Um, so, before we start talking about the, the future of the growth house, I am going to talk to you guys. So, we have a very, very special ad break right now um that has been prepared premeditated and is going to be fabulous so without further ado here's your ad break has this ever happened to you chuffing lockdowns honestly my belly is so big right now i tell thee i tell thee I, I mean, these lockdowns, they're great and all, but when it's cold, I just don't want to go out. Do you know what I mean? Like, putting on all them layers, going for a walk, I just I just don't want to do it. And, I mean, what's the incentive? What do I do? Boris only lets me out for an hour a day. What am I going to do? Trying to walk around in lockdowns is hard. Believe me, I know. Hi, I'm Sam Dunstan with Spill It. Now, here at Spill It, we have found a way to get you motivated to go. 
this March, 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 March. For March only, if you take 300,000 steps for the month of March and let us at Spill It know, you will receive a Spirit Medal. That's right, an engraved special medal and be entered into a prize draw to win special Spill It prizes, 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 prizes. That's right, that's right, that's right. Oh yeah, I'd buy that for a dollar. Except I wouldn't, because I'm British. The pound, God save the Queen. That's right. All you need to do to take part, how do I take part? Good question. Simply take 300,000 steps during the month of March. Um, that's actually um, uh, 10,000 steps for every day. Um, but obviously you don't need to take, you know, you could do like 5,000 one day and then 15,000 the other day, you know, you, know, you, you, know you, you do them in your own way. Take 300,000 steps in the month of March. Screenshot on your Strava, your phone app, whatever you use to catalog your steps. Email it to the address below, marcus at spillit.uk. Email it to Marcus and you'll be entered into the draw and receive your spirit. Medal, 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 medal. What's that again? 300,000 steps. Say it with me now. 300,000 steps. How many? Exactly. And then what do I do? You screenshot it. What do you do? That's right. Screenshot your Strava, your phone, whatever you've done to log your steps. Where do we email it to? Marcus at spillit.uk. Not co.uk. Not co.uk. .uk. Is, is, is not co.uk. Is UK. And you can win a medal, medal, medal. Say it with me now. What could you win? That's right. Warning, side effects may include uh, heavy exhaustion, heavy breathing, a loss of weight, a better perspective on life, and an all-around better set of mental health. Um, terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> yeah, yeah, a bunch of dickheads. Um. <laughs> <laughs> round of applause at home for Sam for doing this spirit march competition in the most fabulous fashion and we have lots and lots of comments for you Sam I am sure you will live so we've got this one which is fucking fabulous um <laughs> and finally Adverts are catering to me. Yes, yes. Lindsay says, "Take a bow, take a bow, Sam." Take a bow, Sam. Give oh. them the, uh, give them the, uh, the, the Lawrence. Uh, the, what is it? Yeah, give them the Lawrence Olivier. Oh yeah, yeah. So for context, people at home, um, uh, Lawrence Olivier once went on a stage and bowed in the way I'm going to bow now. And when another actor asked him, "Why did you do that?" and he said, "Because none of you will have the fucking goal." Tomorrow morning, guys. Notes tomorrow morning, and we'll have a night. We'll go out drinking tonight. <laughs> Three years at drama school. <laughs> Three years, <laughs> worth of debt. No. 
Wow. What's the incentive? motivation. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> I don't feel like my character would do that. <laughs> okay, guys. So now we're coming to our last part of the show, which is where you guys talk about what is happening currently and what are you guys doing for the future. So currently, what are you guys up to? Like, what have you guys got planned in the pipeline at the minute? You have an open house event, if I'm correct, that you will be doing. Yes. So yeah. um, one thing that came out of our research into masculinity was uh, amazing talking groups that are out there for men, like Andy's Man Club, Men Up North, some amazing groups, some of whom we're in touch with. Um, and with the lockdown, and Matt, I know in your episode of Spill It, you talked about the effect that the lockdowns and things were particularly having on the theatre sector. We decided a talking group was necessary for people in the arts, people to um, to talk, to be in a space with each other. We want to talk about work and pass ideas through each other. That's great. Similarly, we just want to talk about, you know what, I'm having a really bad day. Or do you know what? I had a fight with my dad the other day. Whatever you want the talking to be, if you work in the arts, it's, it's an online space because obviously we are stuck in the online world for now. Um, but we do it on the last Thursday of every month. So the next one is on the uh, 25th of March at 6.30, uh, usually about an hour and a half, so 6.30 to 8. Um, but if the need is to go on longer. Similarly, you can also come in late, leave early. It's a very flexible, open talking space. Um, you can have cameras off, cameras on, um, you can be muted. We have someone at the last event who just had their camera off and were muted for the entire time. And they were, they were still present. They were just they just wanted to be in a space with other people in the arts sector talking about what they're going through. Um, and so yeah, that's what that's what open house is. Um, and we have those as as I said last Thursday of every month. And uh, they're great. They're really really fun. And they're really really nice. Yeah, really relaxed. I mean, in talking about it being open and you can do anything, uh, Matty here when he was at the last one cooked a whole Sunday dinner. <laughs> <laughs> on screen and it was you know absolutely brilliant absolutely fine like yeah if you, want to, if you want to do that do that cook your dinner have a chat eat your dinner in front of us it really set the tone didn't it when he yeah. was like yeah this is really open and chilled out it's really informal engage however you want to engage and then he's making a sunday roast on a thursday <laughs> yeah, Lindsay, Lindsay in the chat hit on a thing, has just hit on a thing of mental health in the arts must be an all time low. Yeah, absolutely. Um, not to, again, not to diminish the experiences of other sectors or the people, you know, I know parents have had a difficult time with lockdowns, the elderly have had a really difficult time, the vulnerable people with pre-existing conditions. But yeah, we, we were the first industry to close before even the lockdown started, we'll be the last one to reopen. Um, a lot of our sector, um, 70% of the art sector are freelancers and over 600,000 of those were completely unable to get any government support. So that's no universal credit, no self-employment, no, 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 no furlough. Um, <laughs> as well as, again, just it's tied to our, our personalities, Peter being one of them. Um, and it's, um, so yeah, it is a difficult thing, which is also why it's free. Cause yeah, why would we charge for that? Nah, it's about, it's about connecting up just like everything we've spoken about tonight. It's about, Make, making yourself better by, by bettering other people, by listening, sharing space, exchanging, and yeah. The thing is, like, if anyone's ever had to go into, like, a, 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 like a, what do they call them? 
icebreaker meetings and things like that where you've got to get to know people. <laughs> Team so, like, so say if you're like a dancer or an actor or performer, you walk into a workshop. Those who, who don't live in our you know world in terms of the industry don't know this, but when you walk into a room, there's usually this kind of measuring up of everybody in the space. And you're like, and people will go, hi, uh, my name's uh, Chris Finnegan. Yeah, I'm a professionally trained actor from Manchester School of Theatre. I've just done a European tour of uh, uh, Song of Riots. And uh, yeah, yeah, it was really challenging. Really <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like, I don't care. I do not care. We're in the same industry, man. We're, and the important thing is for people to cut out the ego nonsense and just have a normal conversation and get to the actual cool work, get to the actual fun stuff, you know, before you have to get through this whole kind of, ooh, is my penis bigger than yours? Ooh, maybe. <laughs> oh, it's ridiculous. Honestly, it's ridiculous. And open house, uh, as well as playhouse as well, are both environments where we can do that kind yes. of thing. Yes, so playhouse is something we're planning for the future, which is, Rather than it being a space to chat, it's a space to play. It's a space to for people to practice any ideas. Like for me, I want to I want to practice teaching improv. I don't have a group or a place to do that. So why don't we just create that for ourselves and inv and invite people and give people the opportunity to to test out things that they're maybe scared to test out or have never done before, or just train up in stuff that they want to experience for the first time. Um, sorry Pete. yeah and i was gonna say we, we we don't know how we're still sort of thinking how that could actualize and what that could be maybe it's it's sometimes on zoom maybe it's going to be live when we can when we can be in person in rooms again definitely well definitely definitely will be but yeah that's the sort of idea behind behind playhouse and and to me really highlights our logo our slogan uh don't grow up grow out that thing of uh, going into fear to, to in, in order to grow and to expand and be to not get stifled into your little box basically yeah it's uh it's an environment that where we're trying to bring in uh so everyone's familiar with an acting class or a dance class uh and the, how the way those kind of workshops work you go in you stand behind the teacher they show you some moves and you do it or someone gives you a little bit of text and you learn it with a random <clears throat> excuse me uh with a uh with a random person um whereas what happens if we do it in a place where we bring photographers and uh, a director and dancers and actors and you know a designer and just say this is a space here's some materials let's make something in the next few hours and in its uh, on its own it will be uh, it'll almost work as a its own standalone piece of art you know uh never grow up linda Never go off. Rage, rage against the dying of the adolescence. Sam, you've got a really good point about um, childish and childlike, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, well, so don't grow, grow out predated uh, me. It was, it was when Chris first said it to me, and I, I loved it instantly because, um, like, for me, I, the, the way I always say it is: be childlike, not childish. Like children are amazing. I, and I and mean, if anyone's got kids or works with children, like, you know, say in the comments, like, but kids are amazing in that they are so curious and they're so playful. And they're just like, what is this? I want to learn about this. Let me play with it. And, and 
Yeah, and we lose that as we get older, as we get used to things. Well, this is a radiator. Why would I play with a radiator? Um, whereas in a creative environment, um, the radiator can become anything. It can become a bookshelf. It can become a castle. It can become my self-esteem. And um, it's when that's when creativity really flourishes. Um, I cannot wait to see you in a space with a radiator. Yeah. <laughs> a dance routine with a radiator being like, what a radiator yeah. me. We'll get, you, we'll get you some electric heaters. We'll get... <laughs> yeah, yeah. When you said it, when you said it, I was like, a radiator? Hmm. But then I was like, well, yeah, someone would yeah. make something it's, really cool with a radiator. It's definitely not because I was racking my brain to think of something and just saw the radiator behind my computer. Nah, nothing to do with that. No, you say that, but it immediately triggered in my head. When I was a kid, I did that. I would just hang off the radiator. I would be like looking down it, imagining it was like the Death Star and the things were like fire away and we were going to blow it up and like all that was Tarzan somehow on the radiator. You know, like super imaginative, just with this normal thing in your in your in your room, and I'd completely forgotten about all of that. And yeah. You know, if there's anybody in the comments that would like to tell us about their radiator stories, the next job we're doing. Yeah, <laughs> but that hits back at the other part of it, which is it's childlike, not childish. Like childlike in that you approach it with this openness, but childish as in you still treat it with respect. Um, yeah. You don't be childish about it. It's not, he, he, it's a radiator. He, he, we're talking about, funny things he it's no treat it with respect treat other people with respect but also as mark has said as said amazingly imagination is more important than knowledge so let's yeah. let's be imaginative let's use this like a childhood and fit and be curious um yeah creativity is problem solving at the end of the day and, and thinking outside of this box that we're fixed in in the world and trying to imagine new possibilities and everything in the world has been created by someone um so in the rad Banging Banging the rad. Rad. <laughs> Can we please put that on a t-shirt? That's the name of the next show. Banging the rads. It's like this, but with a radiator. <laughs> Linda, you get a free t-shirt, you get a free hoodie. We'll send them to you. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> Jack Heath says my radiator likes to eat my socks, so I can't believe that radiators is like it's just pinging off in the, in it's the, the baby Jack, Jack, hon, you don't need that negativity in your life. I would get rid of that radiator, I would take it, remove it, put it out of that rag and bone, man. You don't need that negativity yeah. in your life, hon. You're wonderful. You know, you should be living your best life. And if if that life is a bit colder, then I mean that's a price to pay for socks, isn't it? There's always uh, sleeping bags. Yeah. I mean, I would just do without socks. Just like toughen your feet up loads. So for those that don't know Peter Pearson, Peter Pearson is the type of person to meditate in a field uh full of snow with very few clothes on and stay there for a year with just breathing. So you having no socks is not like us having no socks, Peter. You utter <laughs> superhero. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So radiators out of the question now. Um, I, uh, I am living for the radiator chats. However, we are going to move on. Um, we are going to talk about what is the future. 
What are you guys going to do in the future for Growth House? Very quickly, what are you guys planning in the pipeline that we can be very excited about? Uh, there are some things we cannot publicly announce yet. Um, yeah. <laughs> build some suspense there. Um, Disney! Uh, yeah, but we've got lots of uh, great projects coming up, um, which you can keep track of if you follow us all on socials, um, all on our various socials. Um, we're going to keep smashing masculinity, keep telling scary stories. Scary stories? Yeah. More Ooh. information about that on the website. Yeah. Let's we talk about Tales of Twilight is a project we started last year in lockdown, uh, which is we collect ghost stories or, well, not ghost stories, but like any mm. kind of stories from people that answers the question, was there a time in your life you were absolutely terrified, but you couldn't explain it? And, and this came from my personal experience of, I used to get loads of sleep paralysis. I used to have these crazy nightmares where I'd wake up running around or opening the door or like half sleepwalking, convinced I could see things and hear things and, and, and being really freaked out about this and being told by the establishment and the doctors that it was just normal. And going, what? what, what do you mean it's normal? This is weird things are happening all the time. And it became a someone like everyone has got the, these stories. Everyone's got something really weird that happened to them that one time or that one night, or maybe maybe they were drinking a lot and maybe they were on their off their heads, but they've still got this story of something spooky going on. And it's about collecting these stories from people and then giving these stories to different performers, different artists different disciplines like we've had dancers we've had um puppets shadow puppets we've had poets we've had um illustrators loads of whatever and creating these new pieces of art to be displayed on zoom uh in a in a show in under 10 minutes we host it we have a lot of banter and we have a raffle at the end and we get involved and we also get get people to share again share their own stories at the end and then so we can continue the project and keep transforming people's stories into new pieces of art into spooky scary pieces of art and it's a it's a good laugh it feels like telling stories around a campfire it feels a bit like the twilight zone crossed with are you afraid of the dark crossed with um the village fate i don't know <laughs> <But> <laughs> <laughs> those, those weird, those like bad discos in pubs that you went to as a kid a bit of that as well i um, really i thought you were going to say the village people then i thought that's where that was going <laughs> village people. Was like, yeah exactly i was yeah. like oh, okay yeah yeah and the um and they're good they're just like a fun night out that are but a night in uh, that are spooky and we're gonna evolve it into a live performance hopefully um soon this year in october for halloween amazing so, yeah. i cannot wait and i'm sure the guys who are watching this cannot wait for the next tales at twilight can you guys actually tell us when the next tales at twilight is when it's commented can you tell us and reveal an a, a rough date we can definitely say that for october this year for halloween we'll be doing something we've yeah. never done before yeah uh we have really high hopes for what we can do and a lot of fun as well a lot of exciting stuff for us uh, Amazing. definitely october for a live event most definitely if 
Lady Rona has left the hemisphere. Probably um, <laughs> she's left the building by then. Um, but but, if, uh, but keep healed onto all of the growth house socials for when the next online one will be. Uh, that's Amazing. So now is the point, and we come to the almost the end of the show. Um, gentle men, males of wonderfulness, have you got any inspiring quotes or uninspiring quotes? Well, we'll twist it around. We'll do one uninspiring quote, Ooh. and we'll do one inspiring quote. So we'll start with Mr. Peter Pearson. One inspirational quote. Cool. Okay, so my inspirational quote is from a dude called Keith Johnson, who is an absolute legend. And he said, most people think of, uh, most people think of children as immature or underdeveloped adults. But really, we should think of adults as atrophied children. Ooh. Oh. Oh. Did you feel the swell from the comments there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that vibration. <laughs> Peter, an uninspirational quote, if you have one. Uh, no, don't quote me. We could literally put it anywhere. Chris Finnegan, inspirational quote. Um, uh, well, okay, I'll have to go with the one and only don't grow up, grow out. Uh, don't whatever you can rage against growing old and and not being interested in, in the youth and what is new. Uh, always ask you, uh, ask yourself, why do I have these opinions, and can I change these opinions for the better? Um, yeah. But an uninspirational poem one, an mm -hmm. uninspirational one. So we have a whole list of these that we want to do a decoration with one day. Just one. <laughs> but just one would definitely be. Come on backwards. Because nobody wants to see your face anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Love it. Actors yeah. will understand that. You yeah. want to come on like as if like say. like memorable. Do you know what I mean? If you come on back, <laughs> nobody naturally walks on backwards. <laughs> it's because you're ugly. <laughs> um, Marcus. Marcus um, says. Marcus says in the chat, I love that as a read. And that's absolutely a read at one of us. Who's he talking to? I'll let you decide. Love it. that one out. <laughs> um, Sam, uh, you. inspirational. My, my inspirational quote, I'm going to go with one that you had on the screen earlier. Um, that's a different one to uh, Chris's one. I'm going to go with fear of criticism kills creativity. Um, if you're afraid of what other people are going to criticize you with, it will, it will inhibit you and it will stop you from being you. And you are beautiful because you are you. And there is no one else like that you in the entire cosmos. Um, in, the in the infinity of time and space, in the endless nothingness of the universe, you are you. 
So why would you be worried what other people are going to say? And other people will criticise you because other people can't keep their opinions to themselves. Um, criticism isn't a bad thing. It isn't a good thing. It is neutral. And don't let it inhibit you. Um, we need more creative people in the world. We need more problem solvers. We need more people who think outside of their boxes. And don't let fear stop you that you from being that. Mm. Yeah, that's mine. Right. An inspirational, Mr. Johnston. Um, fuck it. We're all gonna die. Um, why? We're <laughs> <laughs> all gonna die. Why bother? <laughs> that's a philosophical movement man sam sam Denson, that's a philosophical movement there's a there's a book called fuck it the philosophy of letting go yes. yes um yeah no yeah i'll go with that yeah fuck it we're all gonna die get a real job then instead all <laughs> <laughs> right to quote my father um oh have we seen what Lindsay said oh yes in life always make sure you have good shoes and a comfy bed as you're not in one you're in the other yeah fair yeah absolutely i love that yeah, yeah love absolutely yeah it's one thing you should always spend good money on you know get the cheap paracetamol but buy yourself a nice pair of shoes you have to walk in and buy yourself a nice pair of shoes yeah i think there's a shoe conspiracy going on <laughs> of like cheap shoes because <laughs> because what well, you know if you're poor you buy your cheap shoes they fall apart you're just forever spending your money on buying terrible shoes and all the rich people can buy the expensive shoes that last forever and it's yeah, just I mean, are you willing to put on blast any shoe brands that are specifically on that are you ready to put the growth house in there <laughs> In the uh, of shoemakers across the globe, <laughs> we're gonna have all the, all the cobblers and shoemakers. Who's your most hated shoe brand? Yeah. Most hated shoe brand, yeah. Um, Converse, Converse, that is uh, that is wow. controversial. I no, mean. because I obviously I, I was like deep into the converse as a teenager i had every all the colors i would wear different pairs but they never lasted they were just terrible they gave me flat feet i I've, i only wore them because of like nirvana and stuff and then and they would just wear out after three months and i would just keep buying them i was i was addicted i was drinking the kool-aid of converse out somewhere out there mate the year 2007 is going to come to your house and try and take you out. Avril going to turn up and knock him out at his door. Yeah. All, <laughs> all, the, all the David Tennant Doctor Who fanboys are coming around your gaff tonight. Being like, where? <laughs> uh, DT. All right. Gentlemen, we have come. I know to he's the... trying to finish the show and everything, but he's just been pushed <laughs> out in the chat. You know, I mean, I am. I'm still bitter. Um, where we here? Here we go. Matt has questionable shoe shape. <laughs> Lindsay is my cousin. Can we just say? And we'll be having words, Lindsay, about my shoe taste. Thank you though for tuning in, Lindsay. Though I, we, you've been really engaging with us, and it's been absolutely fab. Um, gents, so. Have you got anyone you want to thank before we wrap this up? Um, 
No. <laughs> 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 Nobody, we just left that one. Uh, I want to say, um, firstly, do you know what? I want to say a huge, huge thanks uh, to uh, Jackie and Dean Hutchinson, uh, who are incredible people and have have brought us from being a, a group of people who just want to make some cool stuff to actually being fully fledged company uh, and having what we have now. So without them, we would not be here. In, in many different facets, uh, uh, I would like to thank God. Uh, <laughs> we'd like to thank... Uh, yeah, physically, uh, I'd, like, I'd like to thank uh, Jackie Hutchinson as well, because without her, I physically wouldn't be here. I wouldn't exist. She's my mother. Um, yeah. And, and Chris's mum as well. <laughs> I want to thank Chris's mum for bringing him into this world as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I guess we should definitely thank Cast Theatre for everything that they've done for us, all of our collaborators, yeah. all of our participants, all of our friends, uh, and our family. The, as well. the town of Doncaster as well. Yeah, the <laughs> town of Johnny, one 100%. Also, uh, a big hand as well to Marcus Wright as well for providing yeah. us this yeah. platform. But can we have a, a big BSL sound uh, round of applause for Matty Kim tonight as well? Oh, yeah. I'm thankful for Matt King. Thankful Very thankful. <laughs> he, learns, he learns his lines for everything, guys. Oh, <laughs> he's a real, honestly, he's great. With the him. shade of it all, the shade, <laughs> We love you, man. We love you. We love you. I, we love, I love you guys so much, and thank you for coming on and. As soon as Marcus gave me the call and I knew exactly who I was bringing on and that was you three and genuinely you have inspired people, you are incredible people and you guys are of course as of a few months ago an official company which is something that we need to appreciate and you guys just need to keep on smashing it keep us all updated keep us all in the loop with what you guys are doing because all you're doing is absolutely bloody fabulous and i love each and every one of you and i'm sure we'll be in the room working with each other again very soon i am sure but don't forget tells at twilight in october and of course open house 25th of march go over to all their socials which are all running down the bottom of your screen right now and once again, give a massive hand to Peter Pearson, Sam Dunstan, and Chris Finnegan. Give them a round of applause, guys. <laughs> Big hands. And mwah, I'll see you guys later. Love, love, love. Don't grow up, grow Bye. out. Don't grow up, grow out. The goose. Well, and that brings us towards the end of the show and um, thank you guys so much for tuning in thank you to the guys at the growth house they these guys honestly are i'm gonna say fucking fabulous they are and i i live for every single minute talking to them it's a blessing they really are fab um now we're coming to the end of the show um if you guys have any questions about how to join in this show and how to get on the show all you got to do is, I'm going to find it for you. It is, you email Mr. Marcus at Spillet. If you want to become part of the show, want to be on the show, talk about anything you want, you guys go for it immediately. Please, because Marcus, season two, you get to be part of season two of Spillet. It's incredible. And Marcus, he loves to talk to anyone. Trust me and believe. 
So, I also have a very personal announcement to make. Um, many people who know um, me knew that I did a show a couple of years ago. Um, and I'm just going to play this video for you. So I was talking to my housemates the other day mm. and I was asking them the question of if you baked one lasagna and you baked another lasagna and you put it on top of the other, would you have one lasagna or two lasagnas? Well, you have one lasagna, but technically it's two. So put your hands down my pants. Announcement. Um, it was a show that I did two years ago, and next year is a three-year anniversary of that show, which me and Jack, who actually commented before saying that his radiator swallows his socks, um, will be doing that show again in May 2022. Um, everything's all to be confirmed. Um, we're going to completely rework the whole show. And um, we really do hope that you guys can see it and whatever, hopefully in a year, in like a year's time, everything will be absolutely fab. Now, we are going to talk about next week's show. So next week, um, Marcus will be back, but Marcus will be with Mr. Michael Whiteford on a St. Patrick's Day special. So get your Guinness. Get your shamrocks, get everything you can for next week. I want to see lots of green. Uh, Marcus will be back with you with Michael, and it's going to be an absolutely fantastic, fantastic, fantastic show. And genuinely, you guys, here we are. This is your little advert. And for one last time this episode, I'm going to bring out these guys again because I feel like they absolutely deserve an encore for you guys just to say thank you so much. Here they are, the guys from the Growth House. Oh, for fuck's sake, are we back? <laughs> I wanna get physical. Let's get into Doug and Go. <laughs> Thank you so much for having us, everybody. Thank you, Spillet. Thank you. Been a real pleasure. Uh, if, anybody pleasure. Be, if anybody would like to uh, write a story about being scared or a time that they've been utterly terrified, Thank please you. write to us at info uh, at growthhouse.co.uk and uh, maybe we can turn your story into a performance for our next Tales of Twilight event. So. Let us know. Otherwise, if you want to just talk, um, share some of our stuff, we'd really appreciate it. Share some of the crumble. Our man Frank, let, let 
let men out there know that um, mental health is a great thing to talk about. Let all the people know that mental health is a, is a yeah. positive thing for us to talk about and share together. Or if you just think that Peter's really fit, like I do, then uh, <laughs> like, share, subscribe, um, all of our socials, uh, or just share Peter's face, all the pictures of him. Message us. I'll send you all the photos of his nudes um, over the years. Um, <laughs> You know, I'll, for a price, obviously. Um, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that's Sam's love language is money, um, and it's a really nudes. money and nudes, money and nudes. Yeah, in that uh, Yeah, follow us on Instagram, on Twitter at the Growth House, Growth House, Growth House, and Facebook as well. If anyone's still on that. <laughs> Cheers, guys! Wow, Thank you. Right now, Peter. <laughs> 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 All right. Um, so that is literally the end of the show. Um, thank you so much for tuning into my takeover with these three amazing, wonderful human beings. Thank you so much to Marcus Wright for being amazing and letting us come on and finish off season one-ish. There's a few more episodes to go. He's And he is back next week. Do not forget, tune in. He's back next week with Michael Whiteford for a St. Patrick's Day special. So make sure you guys go to that. And I'm going to leave you guys now with a beautiful video from the Growth House from rehearsals. Mwah. Peace and love and thank you so much for tuning in, guys. See you later. Good night. So the video that is being shown currently has no sound, unfortunately. Um, it can be found on the Spill It Facebook page if you would like to watch it. It is literally just a nice little video of rehearsals and some happy moments from during lockdown that the guys have been up to at The Growth House UK. Cheers for listening, guys. Thank you very much. And do not forget to like, subscribe and share Spill It. Thank you for listening. Bye.